Please remain standing and pray with me. Come Holy Spirit now and ignite your word again in our hearing. Lord, I pray that you would take the words that I speak and the words that your servant Leo spoke and bring a message to fill our hearts with joy that we get to be a part of those to whom you have revealed yourself. Lord, we thank you for your epiphany, for the revealing of Jesus to the Gentiles. And so come now, Holy Spirit, and touch your word and bring forth a message. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Well, I think many of you know that we often, on special occasions like Epiphany and sometimes uh, Christmas Eve, and and occasionally even on Easter Vigil, we'll bring in uh, an extended clip, so to speak, of one of the early church fathers. And one of my favorite early church fathers, one of my favorite leaders in the early church, was Leo the Great. Now, Leo the Great was a bishop in Rome around the year 450 A.D., And the strange thing that was occurring at that time was as the Roman Empire declined politically, the church was going from strength to strength. And so when Rome Rome was surrounded by uh, the forces of Attila the Hun, all of us know that whoever he was, he was a bad guy, Attila the Hun. He was a scary bad man. And the stories about Attila and his ruthlessness and his cruelty abound. And when there were no political leaders of of measure and stature worthy to go out and meet with Attila, it was Leo who went out and and pleaded with him, actually uh, enjoined him not to sack the city of Rome and to cease and desist. And something about this man's uh, being so full of the Holy Spirit and with the power of the Holy Spirit, he convinced Attila the Hun not to sack the city of Rome. He was a great teacher of the early church. When the church was thrown into confusion, confusion about the two natures of Christ, Jesus being fully man and fully God. When, when we were coming to try to understand those two natures of Christ uh, and the church was in an uproar, the leaders of the church in the ancient world, the, wherever the gospel had spread, couldn't come to an agreement. And so they sent messages to Leo in Rome and said, would you please help us out? Because they knew how important his teaching was and they respected his teaching so much. Well, A lot of people get um, a little afraid when we start talking about reading from the early church fathers, particularly from somebody like Leo the Great, because, oh, no, he was a pope, you know, and uh, pope phobia occurs in our our little hearts, and, and we're afraid of that. But let me just remind you, in 450 A.D., there was only one church. There were no denominations. It wasn't like, yeah, well, the Protestants did this and the Catholics did that. No, it was all just one big old church, and, and Leo was uh, the bishop in Rome and had a very high prestige in the rest of the world in the church at that time. This message, that this portion of this message from his Epiphany sermon I want to read tonight, I want to preach tonight, really, is this is the message that Leo wants us to hear. We should rejoice because, as Gentiles, God has included us in his covenant plan. We should celebrate the coming of the wise men to visit the baby in Bethlehem because, by their representation, all the Gentiles have been included in God's wonderful plan of salvation. We we are celebrating tonight this important truth. We got included. We got included. That is such good news. You know, it's a wonderful feeling when you finally get included. And God says, you are, Gentiles, you are as much a part of my plan of salvation as my chosen people, Israel. 
So listen again, and I'm not going to preach fast because these are very pithy statements, and we need to listen, and we've done this before, but listen to what Leo said about the appearing of Jesus to the Gentiles, his epiphany. The loving providence of God determined that in the last days he would aid the world, set on its course to destruction. He decreed that all nations should be saved in Christ. Sounds like Leo believed that Jesus is the only way to get saved. Sounds pretty good so far. A promise had been made to the holy patriarch Abraham in regard to these nations. He was to have countless offspring, born not from his body, but from the seed of faith. His descendants are therefore compared with the array of the stars, The father of all nations was to hope not in an earthly offspring, but in an offspring from above. Let the full number of the nations now take their place in the family of the patriarchs. Let the children of the promise, that's you and me. Let the children of the promise now receive the blessing in the seed of Abraham. The blessing renounced by the children of his flesh. In the persons of the Magi, let all people adore the creator of the universe. Let God be known, not in Judea only, but in the whole world, so that his name may be great in all Israel. Dear friends, now that we have received instruction in this revelation of God's grace, let us celebrate with spiritual joy the day of our first harvesting. The fields are wide into harvest. Of the first calling of the Gentiles, let us give thanks to the merciful God who has made us worthy, in the words of the apostle, to share in the position of the saints in light, who has has rescued us from the power of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of his beloved Son. As Isaiah prophesied, the people of the Gentiles who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And for those who dwelt in the region of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. He spoke of them to the Lord. The Gentiles who do not know you will invoke you and the peoples who knew you not will take refuge in you. This is the day that Abraham saw and rejoiced to see when he knew that the sons born of his faith would be blessed in his seed, that is the Christ. His seed, that is the Christ. Believing that he would be the father of all nations, Abraham looked into the future, giving glory to God in full awareness that God is able to do what he has promised. This is the day that David prophesied in the Psalms when he said, All the nations that you have brought into being will come and fall down in adoration in your presence, Lord, and glorify your name. Again, the Lord has made known his salvation in the sight of the nations. He has revealed his justice. 
This came to be fulfilled, as we know, from the time when the star beckoned the three wise men out of their distant country and led them to recognize and adore the king of heaven and earth. The obedience, listen to this, the obedience of a star calls us to imitate its humble service, to be servants as best we can of the grace that invites all men to find Christ. In other words, be like the star and lead people to Jesus. Dear friends, you must have the same zeal to be of help to one another then in the kingdom of God. You will shine as children of the light through our Lord Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with God the Father and the Holy Spirit forever and ever. Amen.